0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we watched uh, this week, episode 8, uh, season 8, episode 11. I'm a little rusty on this. It's been a week. Uh, it's called Dead or, Dead or Live or... Some kind of shit in between. <laughs> <laughs> Something in between, yep. Uh, what'd you think of this episode? Uh,
1: it's pretty hard come down from the week before. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know who wrote or directed this. I, I noticed that the the boy got it directed last episode is kind of like a serious director and i thought you could tell but there's a lot of just i mean this gabriel dr carter or whatever the hell his name is roadshow is the most unentertaining roadshow <laughs> in the history of traveling roadshows i was joking yeah. on the live stream that we have to come up with some kind of like opposite of like you know uh a traveling roadshow to describe how unentertaining it was and i don't know um I, you know, more bitching in fighting in Rick's group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, more discussion about people who are built or not built for this world and how things are. It's, it's, it indulges in a lot of the show's worst. Uh, and it didn't have just a supremely awesome set piece like last week's. Uh, that you you saw last week's, right? Yeah, yeah. So obviously.
0: The Garbage Shredder. You know, I, I was out for a week. um I, I, I come back to, to, Two episodes, and I think eh, I'm probably not going to watch eight mm-hmm. ten. Um, but I didn't know which episode was which. I forgot where we were in the <laughs> season, uh, and I accidentally ended up watching eight ten. So, <laughs> uh, and and I was pleasantly surprised by eight ten. I thought eight yeah. ten was actually like the best episode in recent memory of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, and so then I go on to I go oh shit I watched the wrong one. I got to watch eight eleven, and eight eleven was nowhere near as good. Mm-mm. Nowhere near as good. And I I found myself. Uh, Here's what I will recommend for people who feel like they're trapped by this show and locked into watching a show they no longer care for. Mm -hmm. Take a week off. Mm -hmm. Take a week off, and then you come back, and you don't give a shit. Like, (laughs) I am so over—like, I did not want to come back to this show. Uh If this was Westworld, if this was Game of Thrones, I would be all over it. But, oh, my God, it's The Walking Dead. And and the fact that I missed, like, one of the best episodes in recent memory is just the cruelest of jokes. But—
1: Maybe you know. if like, we can coordinate everyone's breaks where like, we can bring the best episode ever all the time. That would be great. I yeah. think it works that way. You take a break one week, I'll take a break right. the next. Right, yeah, and we just always come back and it's always been the <laughs> best episode ever. Like, yep. Maybe maybe Scott Gimple's got some kind of crazy uh, show suicide pact where it's like, as long as uh, the watching dead keeps <laughs> talking about it, I'm going to st- uh-huh. keep making bad episodes. And then, see, we threatened to go away last season and right. quit. Right. Yeah. he quit the job yeah see now So I expected that he's gonna come you know he's going to throw Angela Kang into a trash compactor and, mm-hmm. and take the show back over because he he found out we reneged that was pretty cool though last yeah. week's
0: uh, meat grinder it, it was, was just yeah it was pretty spectacular uh, this one not so much I, I'm with you on the Gabriel stuff I like, I get what they're going for. This faith thing is just a total dead end, man. Uh, and he keeps clinging to it. And and he, yeah. he's ignoring all the symbolism. Like, you see this zombie with a chain around its leg or whatever right. crawling toward him. And he looks at it. And he's clearly bothered by it. But he doesn't understand this is not that – you're not following God's path. This is the devil chasing you. Like, right. the you should be seeing the other part of this. And, you know, finally Dr. Carson gets killed and – I think it it kind of comes home. It's it's one more person who, because of his path,
1: has been killed. Right. I just wonder because I I don't know what the show's opinion on God is because sure. like I remember like it's there almost was, like God is dead
0: in in my mind.
1: But but like the the show keeps on doing things like after the barn tornado, the rainbow, and having Maggie look into the sunset with Sasha and proclaim that like someone's like like uh-huh. I feel like the show at some point has to take. You know, like, individual people in the universe can differ as they do. But what is the show's position on the existence of God? Because I, Mm -hmm. for one, find this uh, not just uninteresting, but extremely, uh, I don't know, like, like, not offensive, because I'm not offended by it. It's just annoying. Like, a guy like Gabriel, who is clinging to his faith in the face of all of this... Uh, and a man of like a presumably a man of science and rationality like the fact that he's allowed to win that argument and then what god himself comes and curb stomps the doctor or whatever like I, uh-huh. I like what what is the fucking show's opinion on the existence of god and whether god's an asshole because i honestly don't know and that's kind of a problem for me
0: yeah and it's a
1: problem that this show repeatedly um falls into
0: yeah uh, like you look at i was looking at the style even just from a pure style and aesthetic sort of thing um structure of storytelling like last week they have all these title cards with the names of people right something that the walking dead has never done right might be coming a bit high but maybe but then you look at shows like lost Uh where they clearly from the day from the jump day Uh one had a vision for what that show was going to look like right and and they executed on it week after week and it made it great compelling television while it worked yeah Walking Dead has never done any of that. No, they've still... never had a consistent theme like and I mean the what is their opinion on killing? Mm. What is their opinion on violence as as a means to an end? Like right. Every character has a different opinion and
1: therefore the show has no opinion. Right. It it doesn't really come down on a side yet. And I mean, I guess if I thought that was like an actual thing they were exploring um because I do believe, you know, I, I feel like I'm a I'm a pretty optimistic guy, and I believe in humanity's good 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 side. But I also know that in terms of the universe, like there, I don't like as an atheist, I don't think there is like a universal scorekeeper. So, mm-hmm. like in the short term, evil people can make a lot of headway um, sure. because you know, I guess people of good charity don't like jump in and check people like (laughs) you know strangle babies in cribs because you know they're gonna grow up to be hitler kind of um but i I, so it'd be interesting like okay now 99 percent of the world's dead you've got this like empirical experiment to like you know maybe the universe doesn't care but which is better is it better to have like a dictatorship or democracy is it better to have like Warlords or, like, some kind of governing council. is that, Like, like what is the best? And I, I, if I thought the show was genuinely trying to explore that and not stacking it, but I feel like the show is constantly shifting the weights around on the scales. Like, oh, now the yeah. assholes are going to win and all the best. Yeah, I get it. That's That's storytelling, but... <laughs> Uh, I've seen the shift I've seen the scales be the thumbs go on the scales on both sides like 20 different times and yeah. I wish the show had kind of I, I feel like in eight seasons we should have a good idea about you know you know Rick's path is good and Negan's is bad mm-hmm. but I don't know that's it's still like I do feel like I do believe the show like yeah, the show shirt sure, certainly thinks that Rick's path is the right one right. I don't even know if Rick thinks that Rick's path is the right one at this point. Right. If That's anything, he seems emboldened by Carl's death. Like, ah, this fucking kid, how dare he ask for peace? Like, it's its, it's bizarre. And it's not like um, a show like Breaking Bad where those
0: things are intentionally questioned. Like, how, how far across this line can you go before it becomes bad? Right. Um, before a person doing sort of bad things for good reasons yeah. becomes just pure evil, they don't really get to that yet yeah. or they haven 't gotten to it yet at
1: least, yeah, and you know like you know they, even
0: if they do it's so convoluted, and at this just point. like
1: the ultimate is like Tara <laughs> saying to Dwight, you can't just turn sides because like Tara, yeah. former governor I know. literally I know. <laughs> turned sides because someone showed her mercy when she clearly deserved mm-hmm. none it's like None of these people are aware of their own fucking backstories. Yeah, like you could probably give that story to somebody, but Tara is a particularly bad example because, like, what are you telling me? The humans are hypocrites? Like mm-hmm. Fucking everyone knows that. What's sure. interesting about that?
0: And if you want to, if you want to tell it, tell us that. Have a character point it out to her.
1: Yeah. Like you you know you were in this situation five seasons ago yeah maybe daryl could have made that point instead of just doing his raccoon screeching Uh (laughs) you know i just i I don't know Uh, before we get into the episode i want to talk about things going on here at bald move uh at Baldmove.com, we just published yesterday a highlander commissioned podcast that's a, a podcast on the movie highlander if you like cheesy fun you might be interested in uh, giving that a listen. Uh, we've also got uh, – we don't have no first-run bald movie this week, but next week we're going to go see Isle of Dogs, which is a new Wes Anderson stop-motion. I think it's a f- the the last stop-motion he did was Fantastic Mr. Fox. It was one of my favorite nice. of his films. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I think the week after that is Ready Player One, which I know a lot of people are looking forward to. Uh, we'll have first-run movie reviews of that. Uh, spoiler-filled for the club members. The other thing we got that we're kind of working on a new initiative. Oh, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, uh, Last week, I recorded an interview with uh, Jasper uh, Vaughn from the National Alliance in Homelessness because Jim and I did this kind of crazy stunt on Groundhog's Day this year, February 2nd, 2018. We watched a Bill Murray movie, Groundhog's Day, on a 24-hour marathon, and we used that to raise money for the National Alliance in Homelessness. Um, And we raised over $10,000 for that organization in 24 hours. It was crazy. It was crazy. We released a podcast uh, about that experience and an interview with Jasper Vaughn about how that money is going to be used to help people. Uh, and so that might be something you want to check out, uh, at baldmove.com. I've actually linked to that in our show notes. Uh, but also the, we use the groundhogs day promote, uh, event to kind of launch into Twitch, something mm-hmm. like Jim and I have been interested in video games since essentially <laughs> we were born. I can't uh-huh. remember a time we weren't. Uh, So we decided that we want to start leaning uh, more than just like a video every month for our club members. We actually want to start pushing into some of that content. So we created twitch.tv slash baldmove where we're going to be streaming right now Mondays uh, and and Wednesdays uh, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to go a couple hours. We're going to do a variety of different things, um, but it's a great way. Uh, if you want to hang out and chat and talk with us and interact with us and just watch us goof around in video games, you might want to check it out. Twitch.tv slash baldmove.com. Wait, no. Twitch.tv slash baldmove. Yep. Not baldmove.com. Do yeah. you uh, want to get into the recap? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Dead or Alive or... We start off with... Uh, that. So, when I was watching this, the scene is we're seeing a, out p- a patrol that's looking for the Alexandrians and some new information comes over to Waves uh And they get it, and they're saying, like, you know, this is an orange situation. We need to spread out in a standard search and cover routine. We're looking for, you know, it turns out a green jag, which did you get that as a Shaun of the Dead reference? A green jag? Yeah, that was their, they went over to his stepdad's house to get, uh that was their escape vehicle. Oh, oh, you know, green jaguar. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. The green jaguar. Right. Uh so apparently it's a it's a shot of the the, the, hmm. the zombie fan in the in the room didn't get it so <laughs> um but I, I kept on like I was like well wait a second they just have like an like, there's an orange situation for people they got like all these coded words and like what's a standard search and cover and and I'm like, they didn't explain all this. But on the other hand, like, I remember during, like, the prison arc, we constantly made fun of the fact that how Rick has no, had no plans. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't practice a standard evacuation drill. They don't practice this. They don't, like, like stuff that yeah, they. Yeah. So, like, maybe here I'm like, well, oh, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the thing that I told them they should be doing. I don't need to see it, I guess. I don't need to see Negan drilling the soldiers.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think
1: Negan's group comes
0: across as far more organized yeah. than any of the Alexandrians, but especially when you've got rogue elements right. within Alexandria. Although like,
1: you got rogue elements within the Neganites now, the saviors. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they pan down below the bridge, and we see that Daryl's people are just narrowly avoiding these patrols. Uh, Tara finds a zombie and flings it onto Dwight because <laughs> she gives no shits. Yeah. Uh, and it just just demonstrates that Daryl's barely in control of this group, and Rosita is kind of like squaring off with Tara. And you think, oh no, it's the two malcontents. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, any comments, or should we move on to the aforementioned broken down Jag?
0: I kept looking in the, the first few episodes or the first few scenes in this episode yeah. for things that would connect to the previous episode, mm-hmm. like are because because I watched them out of order. Actually, I watched eight, eleven, and then eight. This Canada. is a
1: bit of a rewind.
0: Uh, yeah, because it goes back to, you know, the Alexandrians escaping from the tunnels in the first episode. Yeah. Um, so I, I kept looking for it, but it never really came. There was nothing that connected the two. No, and that's the thing, like... Which is fine, I suppose.
1: Well, it's not, because this, this haphazard jumping around in timelines, uh, this does have the side effect of destroying any momentum that you do manage to build. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I hate to keep saying this, but, like, I mean... If you have stinky parts of your plot they are just all stinky, maybe cut them out. <laughs> nah, just disguise them. But otherwise, Jump around but, but you, them. you could also just kind of like cut cut the stinky parts into the... You know, That's how you make right. sausage, right? Yeah, yeah. You you take some of the liquefied meat and the rat droppings and the pig anus hair and you throw it in the intestine and it's hot dog. Hot dogs are good, right? Yeah. Um, I I just kept on when I was watching this. I'm like, oh man, like how much of this stuff should happen, has to happen? How much of this would have been better if it was intercut with the other stuff and we actually because like you had some momentum and you're right you're kind of like okay what happens next Mm -hmm. well wait another week we're gonna now rewind and tell you this other storyline that you were not invested in so yeah and it doesn't help that like anytime the the a like the a and b plots don't really feature anyone we really care about except for maybe daryl and judith like the, For C this plot, episode? the C plot, the C plot is arguably the most important one. The one that's that's Maggie at the hilltop dealing mm-hmm. with, you know the how th- the, yeah. how to yeah. do this prisoner stuff and Carol and Morgan struggling over the soul. Like, but it's like solidly the C plot, and all of our characters we give a shit about are there. Well, so it
0: almost seems like they they think the longer, the more important something is, the longer they need to wait to reveal it. Yeah, um, which is totally backwards in my opinion you should have enough important developments in your plot to see you through reveals week after week after week like that's how you get people watching the next episode not i guess i gotta come back six weeks later to see if glenn is alive right
1: yeah like like negan and uh, and rick's moral duel should be the center point of this season it should be the a plot for every episode and then you have b plots that kind of elaborate expand or contrast on that Instead, they just you know it's like a Morse code line. You get like A A B B B B C C A A. You know, it's like it's like all intercut and they're not even intercut. It's all mixed into separate episodes, and mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it. Haven't liked it for years. Uh, so Doc Carson. Right? It's Carson. Mm-hmm. Doc yep. Carson warns Gabriel that his eyesight is in jeopardy if they don't get this. Uh, and he's got, like, frog eyes, hypno-toed eyes going this whole episode. Mm-hmm. They don't get his fever under control. They're lost. Their vehicle's broken down. Uh, Gabriel asserts that God's leading the way, and the Doc is not amused. The whole time a zombie on a chain is sneaking up on them slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh then we cut to credits and we come back and the, the the chain zombies is dead on the ground like yeah they've killed it i guess so why was it slowly sneaking up to them throughout the whole are we supposed to? I, it's just supposed to be ominous i think hmm.
0: um it's supposed to be in it's, my mind like i took said, it as a representat- representation of the devil the devil know, that he's not got his eye on um but uh, some when did gabriel escape did that happen last, last season? Oh, season, yeah. yeah. That actually that, happened, or is that inferred, implied? No, here? it actually
1: happened. He decided that he realized what his purpose was, is to take Carson and get him to Maggie so he can tend to her to ruptured uterus, and uh-huh. that would be, that. that's the reason that all these things have happened to him.
0: Oh, I understand he decided okay. that he was yeah.
1: going to escape. No, they escaped. Eugene drugged uh, a guard... Dosed his stuff I don't remember any Yeah I mean <laughs> uh, Why should you It's the C plot Yeah It's the C plot It is um, So yeah uh, I I just thought that was weird That you had Like you said Interesting framing Like dread This thing creeping up Behind them But then it's just dealt with It's like mm-hmm. Satan got bruised in the head Right after the credits So everything's cool right uh, The doc doesn't like What he's seeing in father Gabriel not seeing uh, but Gabriel does hear a faint clanging, which he says sounds like a bell, which turns out it's a banging of a sign and the compound de jour that we're about to explore. A literal sign.
0: He's looking for a yeah. symbolic sign. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's a literal one flopping Very around. Very nice.
0: Uh, the blind leading the dumb here. I don't know why Dr. Carson is even going <laughs> along with this. Uh, he's supposed to be trying to get him back to
1: Alexandria. Now he's off. In some wild woods chase? Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, is I guess the hilltop. Like, they want you to understand that essentially the hilltop and... Especially the hilltop, but also the kingdom that were not the soldiers, are essentially the same garden-variety dumb fucks that you found in Alexandria. They're not survivors. They're not good at this. They probably mm-hmm. haven't been out in the field that much, so... I mean, this reminds me a lot of like in uh, Indiana, the, the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, like when uh, Indy's father and the museum curator get together and they're just a mm-hmm. bunch of doddering, old, bumbling, like, oh, I don't, you know, they're just like, ah, just, just, they're, they're shtick defeats the Nazis. Like uh-huh. they, they, they accidentally spray inkwell over to Gunner's eyes and it blows up a, I don't know, fucking bomber's going to drop the arc on. Germany or something. I I I it just reminds me of that. And it's like no this is it's it's written as broadly comedic, but I wasn't laughing. Yeah. Uh were you laughing? No you having a good time? Not really. Uh Daryl's group of alexandria refugees stops to rest and have a fight about why Dwight is still breathing. there's being a giant dick about it. Uh even Rosita steps up and is like, Hey girl, Carl died like an episode ago. Let's oh. pump the brakes.
0: Oh, no, no, no. It would be fine if she said that Carl died an episode ago. What she says is we just the lost kid. the kid. Yeah. I mean, way to really feel like a
1: United Group here, not using the kid's name. Do you think that I mean, I I kind of think they're going to try to suggest that Rosita has never felt like she is a full Alexandrian? like you know okay. her that's her fair. her moving into alexandria was the was was abraham and her hitting the skids like she hasn't mm-hmm. had this like group come together kumbaya yeah so that's kind of cool she, like
0: okay they i can, I can get if they that. can take
1: that character note and keep building something interesting <laughs> so she eventually has a <laughs> moment where she does come together for the community or mm-hmm. i mean she said she believes in rick grimes but i don't know uh meanwhile the hilltop prepares for war are swinging up corrugated aluminum panels over their wooden stockades, uh, no doubt freshly smithed from the blacksmith's forge himself. He's out there just pounding corrugated aluminum panels out. Maggie watches over the whole operation, and Morgan and Henry are on guard duty. Uh, Rat-Faced Jesus opines that he doesn't like the way the kid's staring at him. Uh, and uh, Henry responds, well, which one of you fucks killed my brother? <laughs> and Rat-Faced Jesus goes, gulp. Morgan thinks uh, they should tell the kid who killed his brother uh, and that he's of this world and killing doesn't bother him. And Carol's like, but he's a child. Mm -hmm. He's not fine and you aren't either. With all the kids that Carol has traumatized over the years. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've heard Morgan on the other side of this debate. Oh, absolutely. Four or five times. Yeah. Yes. Like I mean, this. I mean, I, we're not going to do it, right? We're not going to have this conversation. We can't. We're we are going because to do Because then be we guilty. are the Walking Dead. Yes, yes. And God damn it, we're not. We, there is a difference here. There's a difference. <laughs> uh, we're better than that. Um, Negan interrogates Dwight. Uh, no, no, not Dwight. Uh, Eugene. Uh, he kind of suspects Eugene might've had his, his soft head and soft heart might've had, uh, uh something to do with the doctor and, and the priest escaping. And he goes, well, when I find them, Dwight, I'm going to get the story out of them. I'm going to beat it out of them." Mm-hmm. And, uh, or I'm sorry, Eugene, I keep calling Eugene Dwight and Eugene's just kind of shitting his pants. Uh, he then, after he's already on thin ice, makes what I thought the monumentally stupid calculation to ask how things went at Alexandria. And mm-hmm. Negan, rightly, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Negan's essentially like, "You're not thinking of betraying me, are you, Eugene?" Because that kind of talk is like betrayer talk. And Eugene's like, "Oh no, I'm sorry." Clearly,
0: yeah. I, I just Eugene looks like the most guilty man in existence. Here. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know why Negan doesn't put the bat to him to get the truth. I guess because he
1: delivers. He keeps like... I suppose. Um, and he says, okay, now I need you to make bullets. I'm going to make you uh, head of your own outpost, and you'll have protection, and wives to cook and massage you, and lots of wine. No, he says, absolutely not. I cannot trust you yeah. with more than an ounce of wine. Firearms and alcohol do not mix uh Eugene so no what's you Eugene's can... wine
0: habit up to at this point
1: i i he might be up to like a glass of, a glass a day <laughs> oh shit he might just be pounding that shit back wow he might go through bottle bottle in half a week <laughs> 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 um gabriel is searching for this new compound uh for some useful shit he's kind of like do- st- staggering around he's, he's newly blind or going blind hmm. uh he finds some notes about this guy who's apparently a ham radio operator but he can't read them uh, it's Jody Foster's dad from Contact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it is. Then there's
0: ham radios and
1: telescopes. Bounced her child signal home. off the moon and yeah. refracted it through the telescope, and he talked to someone in Saturn. And <laughs> uh, the, I mean, this scene was just incredibly frustrating because it's it's the doc saying, "This is bullshit. This is from a deranged man," and uh, Gabriel insisting that it means something. Mm-hmm. And that this is this is a man's life work and they and like it it doesn't it it doesn't actually make sense like the doctor finds a radio operator who's taken every pill and put a bag around his head and killed himself like mm-hmm. um I mean I guess is this like score one for the doc uh, at this point of the scene sure because Gabriel like nothing about I mean I don't I don't know like Gabriel he finds these notes and they were useless. But then he finds medication, and they're not useless. Right. But ultimately, the doctor gets shot, so it's all useless. I I don't yeah, know yeah. what the thesis is
0: here. No, I mean that that's the thing. The the tension here is, I guess, supposed to be like, is this a sign from God or not, and is mm. Gabriel on the right path or not? Um, and I, the reason I said I think the show's final opinion on the the matter is that God is dead mm-hmm. is because Doctor Carson's killed at the end, right. and Gabriel's dragged away weeping, right. you know, to go manufacture bullets for, for Negan.
1: Right, so, the Negan side. Yeah, I, I mean, if if the show has an opinion, that's what I feel like it is. I thought it'd be funny to take all these Doc and Gabriel scenes and put, like, some zany sound effects in a laugh track. Uh, like, when the Doc comes back and deadpans, yeah, that didn't happen with the radio operator uh, dead uh, in the uh, ground. Uh, you could just uh, have, ah,
0: ha,
1: ha, ha, you know, when later Gabriel asserts that, oh, God, we're still on God's right path, people can go like, oh and then I, I think that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Put together, put an 80s intro in front of it, that you're going to get a million views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So take out into the bank. Uh, Dwight reveals that Negan has a swamp area that is a no-go for his people because it's too fucking dangerous. And he right. says, that's the gap we can exploit. Tara says, well, that sounds too dangerous, and we can't trust Dr- Dwight. Several of the Alexandrians agree, including our favorite Carhartt. Uh Dwight says, Hey, I didn't just turn. I killed people. Uh and then not only that, but one of my lieutenants got a way to tell Negan I'm a turncoat, so I'm here to help you beat Negan. Like, I felt like that maybe mixed up the thing. Like if you're saying I've turned and I'm with you and I'm this is an altruistic conversion then maybe don't oh. bring up the fact that plus it's too late for me to go back anyway. Yeah, I have no choice. <laughs> yeah, I can't double turn coat <laughs> now, duh. Right. Like Jesus Christ. Um and then that seems to be good enough for Daryl who says he wants to try to swamps while they leave the bulk of the survivors behind. Um so yeah, they're going to they're going to have a commando unit go in and w- wade in with sticks to try to find all the zombies. Yep. Uh, Maggie gets some bad news about provisions back at the hilltop. They're gonna have to cut rations by third just to make it through the week. Maggie says, "Is that with the prisoners?" And the lady's grim face says, "No, it's worse if we include them." Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all. This also is a scene where Maggie's like uh, holding her torn uterus while she looks over <laughs> at the baby that they kidnapped from the right. the, 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 the saviors. So it's like establishing that yeah, Maggie's this Maggie the mom is still a thing. Yep she how how is she 22 months pregnant now at least with with, <laughs> with her uterus torn again because the kids now two years old and toddling inside of her <laughs> uh but she's still got a flat trim stomach yep uh gabriel just found a bunch of antibiotics this guy's hoarding i don't know what the doc was looking for because these things look like they were just in open sight like that's as mm-hmm. a doctor you'd think the first thing he would see is this colossal collection of pill bottles but he doesn't yeah and he exclaims, oh, man, this guy might have saved your life. So retrospectively, all that mess you're talking about and making a difference is true. Right. And Gabriel's just super unsaid. Did you find, like, Seth Gilliam's acting to be especially grating? Uh, not not grating, just also not great either. Or maybe it's just that he's very effectively in being a smug prick. He's yeah. just, just really playing a smug prick, and it's working for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwight... Uh, he's Which try- I guess he he needed to for the big build for the end of this episode, right? I guess
0: like you you want to see him so certain, pride up before a fall, don't exactly. you? Did, yeah. Don't you
1: ever read the Bible, Father Gabriel? Come on, <laughs>
0: uh, Dwight says to Dare. He would have probably
1: thought he was being humble though, following God's path. That's for him. true. That's true. He's the yeah. penitent soul, uh, kneeling before God. Uh, Dwight said everything he did was for Sherry. Do you remember her? She was like from two and a half seasons ago. I don't even, I honestly, honestly couldn't, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't she, give the police a sketch she, if she, she was a wanted murderer. She,
0: I think, had red hair and smoked in the hallway with she him. She definitely in the smoked stairwell. in the hallways. Yeah. She
1: definitely smoked in the hallways. But whether she's red hair or brunette or even blonde, I don't think she's blonde because then I, I think she, I would remember her as being matchy matchy with Dwight. But mm, yeah. Uh, and he says that she's still out there because after he let she let Daryl go, she took off to the hills. Um, I don't think I saw her survival skills. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, and I don't think being held in a room and drinking and being war- forced to wear cocktail dresses and heels improved any of that survival skills. Yeah, I think she's dead. Probably. I don't. I don't think she's out there. Uh, but Daryl's like, okay, whatever. They arrive at the swamp and it's super scary because there is lots of waterlogged and moss-covered mud zombies.
0: Yeah, yeah, not the gross, the grossest waterlogged zombies I've seen. So. No, yeah,
1: that yeah. that was like, are you remembering the pantry, the, the basement of the food bank? Yep, that was the bloat walker. Yeah, that's pretty was bad. Hideous. These look pretty fresh, considering. Yeah, um, Terra uh, cementing her position as lead prick in the episode refuses to volunteer for swamp stomping. Uh, why? Oh, probably because she doesn't trust dwight to be left alone in survivors maybe i'm trying to find an altruistic bent maybe i i can't remember if they were going to leave him behind or not uh it seems like they were because i know she eventually he's one of the ones that she's guarding and i wish mm. i don't know the way they portrayed it is like she was just kind of being difficult and stubborn yeah it wasn't like significant glance to dwight you know like i'll stay by and to look after you know whatever uh, plus, also, Carhart. I mean, I've seen him hold a rifle and shoot people. Mm-hmm. Like He's also a big man. Yeah, why is he staying behind? He's not useless in he's, a fight. He's, t- he's got tired feet. <laughs> <laughs> he's got tired feet. Yeah, they haven't slept. They, he's That's on true. his
0: 10-minute break. He's not getting given that That's up, goddammit.
1: Osha says. These dogs are barking, son. <laughs> so, Gregory, this piece of shit, uh, begs uh, to be let out. Uh, and then the Christopher Walken impersonator comes and also complains <laughs> that they've been good boys, but Maggie's apparently still. I think I think she took one of them out and shot him. Is yeah. this is this the one that she put in the coffin? Is this the one? The no, who? Is she talking? I'm trying to figure out the timeline because they said last night. So are they saying literally this is the same day uh, oh. that like like this is essentially the same day that happened last season? Yeah. Okay, it's it's, it's hard for me to to keep all that, but yeah, that that's because uh-huh. at first I thought maybe she was killing like one a day <laughs> as a way to manage resources, or there's gonna be some soil and green shit or something, but I don't know. Uh, and she goes, "Look, long the walking impersonator says, the longer you leave us in here, uh, the 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 more we're gonna start like the enemy." And she's like, "We well, guys are the enemy."
0: Yeah, no, I'm with Maggie all the way up until she changes her mind. <laughs> Oh, so you're... Okay. I'm on team,
1: let these people starve if that's what your group needs. If that's what it takes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rosita ha- I'm gonna. So, so we'll, we'll get to that debate later. Um, Rosita has a swamp zombie scare, and mm-hmm. oh man, here comes a bunch of them. They're all slowly rising from the water, it's real creepy. Uh, and then Daryl and Saeed just kind of wade in there and go to work. hmm And... I mean, there is nothing exciting or interesting about the way any of this is staged. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Like, I, I get it that it's coming from one of the most eye-boggling spectacles of recent memory, but uh-huh. holy shit, you've got, you're have got you not even trying. You're not even really trying here. Uh, meanwhile, Tara spitefully makes Dwight go kill a zombie. Okay. Uh, the doc says, despite the fact that this uh, antibiotic has brought your fever under control in 15 minutes... Uh, that you're still going to lose your vision. Mm-hmm. And Gabriel continues to let God leave the way. He clumsily knocks over this stupid piggy bank thing that he's been, like, mock-shaking throughout the episode and it reveals car keys and a detailed map, and he just is beyond smug about it. Yeah. I mean, god damn. <laughs> like, th- that's the why this timeline is so fucked. Is like, you know, Gabriel's on his, his death's, death's door with this super high fever... And fifteen minutes of oral antibiotics, and he's he's his fever is under control. I just no one cares, man. Yeah, no one cares about I, any. of I this have shit. a hard
0: time even coming up with jokes because I, just, right. don't yeah, I yeah. just
1: don't care. Yeah, I just don't care. Yeah. So yeah, God's still there. He's still directing his uh, Gabriel's footsteps and his his mm-hmm. his weird arm movements that uh, he just jerks out and knocks piggy banks over. Uh, Dwight apologizes for Denise. Um, uh, what does that map to? I think this is the area because they're just lost. They they're have a fucking map lost. to the area. I, is it a map to like the the guys? Because they have to go off property to get his jeep. Yeah, I don't know, but they a map to they, his garage. I, I, I'm, but I'm saying <laughs> you're right. They had a fucking map in the car. Yeah. I think it's the right map. I don't know why this handwritten map would be any better. But they assert that's car car keys and a map. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what the maps do. Uh, maybe it's a more detailed map it's got like you know they can't read maps they just it, it's all given and like you know go down yonder till you pass the <laughs> shell station then take a right go a mile or two till you see the red barn with the green barn star and then like because that's how you give directions in the country maybe yeah but they're not in the country they're in metro dc area mm-hmm. uh <laughs> so whatever man Dwight apologizes for killing Denise to Tara. Yeah. Uh Tara trains a gun on him and threatens to kill him and then actually takes a shot and she misses from like six feet away. Well uh, she she made the classic mistake of saying the line the the smug, cool line right. before shooting. Right. You gotta
0: shoot him and then say the line to no one in particular.
1: Right. They actually stage a pretty exciting run through the forest for like mm-hmm. as exciting as watching Tara chase after Dwight, like I don't know how they did. I'm assuming they laid tracks and they just, you know, steady cammed it while they were running. But, like, there was a neat kind of parallax and, like, the, mm-hmm. the trees blurring. Like, I'm like, this is how did they make this more exciting than the, the walking through the zombie swamp? But they did. Um, Got to give credit where it's due. Uh, they both mutually run smack dab into a savior patrol and have to hunker down underneath a tree to avoid it. Uh, we're going to leave them here for a minute. The Doc goes to find a car. Uh, Gabriel sees just enough of the banging sign through his weird toad vision that uh, he thought was a bell that's clanging around to read that it's a warning about traps. And just as he screams the warning to the doc, the doc does indeed step on a bear trap and Mm -hmm. goes down. And zombies are everywhere, man. They're just on him like in a minute. (laughs) And uh, the doc's fighting him off the best he can. We have a Han Solo Lando situation where Gabriel has to shoot the zombie off using the force. Yep. Uh, and he does it. And Carson's like, I can't believe you shot that zombie. And Gabriel says, Well, I had a little help. Uh-huh. And then he kisses himself, makes the cross, and points up at the sky like you notice know, NFL guys do. Sure. Uh, um, Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, I don't know. I, do you want? Do you, do you got a joke here?
0: I mean, this is not this is not uncommon in sure. TV
1: shows. Like, this is not the first time this has been pulled. It's not the
0: last time. No, it's, it's like I said, happen. it's the
1: Han, it's it's the Han and Lando. Wait, whoa, wait, wait! Right. I thought
0: you couldn't see. Yeah, so I I don't want to give him too much shit for doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like it, it's, it just feels too easy of a thing to do. Yeah. Like they're not they're not even trying. They're just leaning on old tropes.
1: Yeah. So uh, Dwight reveals himself to the saviors that Tara's prompting and says he's been hiding. He asks about the barcode girl, uh, and they say, sadly, she's not been seen. Essentially, one of my favorite parts of the episode. Yeah? Dwight
0: uh, making the sacrifice.
1: Yeah. I mean, this was staged pretty well.
0: Because for all Dwight knows is he's going to step out of here. They're going to say, hey, that girl told us about this asshole, and he's going to get shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In order to try to help
1: Tara from getting right. caught. Right, he's, so, he's This is a selfless... And... Take note, the writing actually serves this. They've established yeah. that this swamp is a no-go. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is emerging from the swamp. They're going to check out the swamp because it's the last place, and he goes, I've already been there. Like, like yep. this is minimally effective storytelling. Sure. Uh, it all lines up, and it is, it is even staged, believably. Uh, and now that he finds out the barcode's been killed, he could potentially be a triple agent. Mm-hmm. I'm morally certain she's still alive, though. She's got to be yeah, because it's going to. There's going to be later in the season like a standalone Dwight episode where you find out that this girl's been found. And she's got an important messages she can only relay to Negan. <laughs> right. And then he's got to try to figure out a way to offer without looking. And you know, nobody has a radio. They can't raise Negan on the radio. Right. She's got right. Right. Face to face. Right. 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 Like I, I just, just, just brace yourself because that's that's going to come. And yeah. it might even be good. Like that seems like a pretty intense bottle episode now that I'm. If they can, if. <laughs> if they could believably have some set pieces and but it just i don't know yeah it's about <laughs> the execution yep yep uh so he, uh, Daryl uh, and Rosita roll up and Daryl is outraged that Dwight was allowed to get away and he loudly vows his revenge and he just makes these angry raccoon noises until he notices <laughs> Carhartt rocking Judith and covering her ears because Uncle Daryl's getting angry. He said a curse word. He did. I think. Yeah. He did. He said, uh, you know, I'm going to kick his ass. I'm sorry, little ass kicker. I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> Uh, And he backs off, which I also thought was weird because his whole arc this episode was one of judging Tara for being maybe a little too bloodthirsty. And, like, Daryl's learned his lesson, like Rosita, Daryl's learned his lesson that when he tried to go to Vengeance Path, it, like, fucked over the whole group. Uh-huh. Uh, but then all that's thrown away, and then, you know, they had the thing about Sherry, and, like, you know, I'm just doing this for Sherry, and you owe your life to Sherry. But there, it's like he throws it all away, and it's just all, fuck, you know, he's back to fuck Dwight. If mm-hmm. Daryl's this angry about Dwight, Daryl, uh, Dwight dies. Like yeah. yeah. He died, like, an episode ago.
0: Yeah, I guess the only thing keeping him alive is his usefulness to them, and right. like most of the characters have seen that that is at an end. Uh, but I guess Tara's mind has been changed at this point, right?
1: Uh, so. Yeah, I was trying to think maybe maybe I'm being a little maybe I'm being a little too harsh. I don't know if there is such a thing with this show because <laughs> I'm thinking like okay maybe that is the lesson that daryl like he wants him dead but he until everyone's safe and until the fight's over he's still a resource that can he's kind of like seen the negan light yeah he's a resource resource. that can be used rather than just thrown away but yeah i don't know that's kind of stuff I'm, i'm i'm guessing at uh doc and gabriel get in god's own jeep renegade Uh, And just as they prepare to pull out, the saviors find them. Gabriel, as he's loaded in chains into the back of a pickup, still asserts this is God's path. Mm -hmm. Carson agrees, and he goes, I think I know what you're hitting at. And he sees an opportunity to pull the guy's gun, goes for it, gets shot dead. And Gabriel just loses his shit. I will say I kind of didn't expect that. I didn't expect him to
0: go for the gun and just to immediately not work.
1: Yeah, I I thought where they're going is mildly insulting, where the doctor's just going to get on board, with the, gu- the and he's going to get at this gun, he's going to shoot people, and... Yep. And it's all going to work out for him. And then Gabriel's going to be shocked, and be like, I don't think this is how God works, and the doc's like, well, you know, I don't know. Right. But my guy, I, I'm, I'm a Buddhist, and uh, one of my gods is Shiva, and they're totally down with this kind of behavior, <laughs> so it's all about destruction and death. I... Fuck, man, I... Yeah, so... What I don't get is why... After so many affirmations of faith, does Gabriel just instantly crumple here? Mm-hmm. I understand that they've said it that like this was his his fucking crusade, which I yeah. thought was a little bit of hasty cons- plot construction myself. But do you see? Well, I'm- I mean,
0: I, I go back to the episode where he gets caught by Negan and captured. Yeah, um, and in that episode, he comes to the realization that he has gotten a lot of people killed, and that he's going to use his life to make up for that. And here's yet another person along that path, what his perceived path is, right. uh, that he's gotten killed. So, to me, like he wanted to die
1: before anybody else did, Yeah,
0: and he was unable to do
1: that, and it's crushing to him. And he's like putting on a brave face about being blind, because the doctor had a line like, don't you... Aren't you mm. not afraid or even angry that you've been blinded in this fucking world? Right. Like, I would... I would not do well in the zombie apocalypse because I don't know how long I could keep my glasses from breaking. And once my glasses are broken, it's game <laughs> over, man. Yeah, like uh, you know, zombies get 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 further than six feet from me, and they're gone. Like <laughs> uh, it'd be it'd be it'd be a bad scene. So like this guy is like effectively blind. Yeah, like, he's got pinprick vision at best. Um, I think he's feeling a little bit like Job here, like he's being tested. Yeah, yeah, and I guess i'm wondering how the show's going to come down is the show going to come down to the idea that there is a personal god and that Gabriel's going to be in touch with that and it's going to give him renew his faith and he's going to have this new kind of moral center of the show which doesn't you know means he's got like a season to live tops mm-hmm. before he gets his guts torn out um I, I i don't know i don't know because to me this should end in a essentially a, a guy who's no longer a priest He he has had the final humiliation of, you're just a man. You're just uh a fucking man, and you're no better or worse than any of them. You just got to go out there and keep trying and keep surviving. Just survive somehow. Uh, That's your new scripture.
0: I I fear that the way it's going to go, and I'm I'm certain that I'm as certain as Gabriel is in this episode that God is leading him by the hand, Mm -hmm. that they're just going to continue to flip-flop on this from side to side. Yes or no on the God thing in in the desperate search for season 20. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's the plan here is to just keep these themes going forever. Yeah. yeah. Because once they drop themes, they have no fallback themes. They really have two themes in this show. One that's is true. Is
1: God alive? And should we kill? Like, right. That's it for the last three seasons, people. That has been it. I mean, I, I, I was thinking about that in the shower today because that's what I do in the shower. I think about what I'm going to say in this fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh like, what do they have beyond that? Because if it's just Rick going around, getting into adventures and solving them, it's kind of like a twisted cross between Star Trek The Next Generation and Kung yeah. Fu, the legendary <laughs> wanderings. Like, uh-huh. you've got this guy who's morally right in everything he does, and he goes around and he meets people who are either in needing of saving or are oppressing and needing defeating, and he does it. And then that's the episode, and you move on. Mm-hmm. And the Walking Dead doesn't want to be that. No. But they've kind of pigeonholed themselves into that. Like they could have long ago pivoted into, you know, this is a story of people living in a zombie apocalypse and they've achieved society and stability. And we're now going to tell fairly conventional stories through that prism Mm -hmm. you know we're going to tell stories about love and loss and heroics and it's going to happen to be but no they're still fucking arguing about whether it's it's in this world it's wrong to kill right and whether you can have a black and white view about that kind of morality or whether it needs to be more shades of gray like fucking we live in the real world we that's like fuck i mean you don't think that there's people having arguments about whether people should live or die in this real world that's what politics is sure like we all the time decide who's going to live and who's going to die and who's more important and whether we should have to wear seat belts and motorcycle helmets and whether healthcare should be free or mandatory or what like like we're, it's, it's like Jesus Christ like not to put too fine a point on it but we're always talking about life and death this is not a unique or interesting thing to be talking about in terms of zombies <laughs> sure uh, I'm with you but that seems to be the road they're going to take. Hey, if you like Bald Move and you like our coverage and you wonder, how can I support these guys? Because I know when people listen to free podcasts, uh, the number one thing on their mind is how can I pay for this thing that's free? Yep. Uh, And if if that's a burning question, the answer is surprisingly simple, club.baldmove.com. You can sign up for a monthly subscription and you get tons of bonus content. For example, Jim and I watch The Walking Dead live every 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Uh, We watched the episode live. It's a lot of fun. We make fun of the show. We make fun of the commercials. And you can synchronize our live watch up with your watch using our live watch sync technology. Uh, And it's like we're sitting on the couch ribbing The Walking Dead with you. (laughs) How great is that? Uh, It's one of the many awesome features of club.baldmove.com, including ad-free feeds, extra bonus uh, video and audio content, uh, VIP access to the forums, tons of stuff. Check it out at club.baldmove.com. Uh, Daryl and his posse finally make the hilltop to a hero's welcome that is quickly harshed as news of Carl's death is relayed. Enid, in particular, loses her shit. Maggie tries to comfort her. How loud is Daryl's voice in this scene? It's so loud. we don't it blew get to out hear it. everyone's eardrums, <laughs> and we just, you know...
0: Well, we don't get to hear it, but Enid's, like, a hundred yards away, right, and right. she hears
1: immediately that Carl's dead. Right, yeah. And just breaks down... Uh, she, she's an expert reader in people's body language yeah. she saw the slight slump of his shoulders and knew that that meant Derek, uh, Carl was dead um is this an appropriate like to me I, I the only the only person's uh, reaction that I gave a shit beyond like Rick and Michonne's was Enid because they had kind of painted a fairly effective uh, adolescent romance between them that they then let just rot on the vine for a season and a half hmm I still kind of feel like she deserved more than thirty seconds of silent crying. And, yeah. And and maybe she will get that in the weeks to come, but Right, but we'll be too late. Yeah, yeah. Um Morgan then uh, tells Henry that Gavin uh killed the 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 you know, the weak chin, the villain that was off last week yep. or the week before. He, uh, Gavin is the one to kill his brother Benjamin and you already got him already, so you can stop this vengeance path. He effectively lies to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he doesn't want to set him on the same morgal path that he's been set upon. <laughs> I don't know. So Sadiq uh, takes this opportunity to, to introduce himself to Maggie uh, and says that I have medical training uh, and I want to take a look at your hospital. Maggie looks around and she sees something. She sees something in this ragtag collection of survivors helping each other and, and cooperating. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, a glimmer of the future. Mm-hmm. A glimmer of a future where people can come together as one, as brothers and sisters. Yeah. Maybe. And it changes her mind. I see all our eggs now in one basket. <laughs> I see Negan having a limitless number of goons and bullets. Mm-hmm. And I'm not as certain of victory as she is. But, you know, who am I? Uh, we then go to Eugene's compo- uh, 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 outpost. And one of Negan's redheaded wives, quote heavily quotes around wives, tries to butter him up. He shuts it down hard and asserts what passes for dominance for him. Uh, Negan then bursts in with Father Gabriel, says it was Dr. Carson all along, and uh, you know Eugene tries to unshit his pants. Uh, Eugene also gives him disappointing numbers for the ammo that he's producing. And Negan doesn't like it, so he comes back and says, Well, we should have... have. you ever read Lord of the Rings? You remember the siege of the White City uh, and how the orcs, like, uh, launched their fucking heads and body parts and, and demoralized them? It'd be super cool if we did Lord of the Rings, boss. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, it's essentially, yeah, load up zombies and shit into catapults and launch them over. The... That's, that's pretty cool literally it's gonna be cool
0: i want to see i want to see the plan in action
1: yeah i I think it's going to be it's either going to be if it's just straight up it's going to be cool yeah i also think that with their budget constraints and the lack of talent on the filmmakers it might just be high comedy (laughs) it definitely could like like if you want to make another funny supercut like like have some benny hill music ready to go Mm -hmm. uh or yakety sax to for for the, the, the high speed zombies being launched action um but negan likes it negan immediately sees the military application of this uh, plan um gabriel then in despair says i thought i was on the path i thought i I knew what i was meant to do and eugene hilariously says you have and so have i and i get sorting (laughs) (laughs) um Maggie says they'll be releasing a small number of prisoners at a time for work, exercise, and medical. She says this to Gregory and the uh, Christopher Walken impersonator. And they'll have a quarter rations, one quarter portion, just like the rest of them. Uh, Gregory says, shouldn't we consider evacuation? And Maggie says, in our moment of triumph? (laughs) You say how can we win? I say how can we lose? And then Rick walk or gate. Then Rick is announced walking up the gates. Is it the show itself? It's like you want to see how you lose, Maggie. Let this fucker back in the gates. He's going to snatch that defeat from the jaws of victory. Um, I I'm not quite sure. Like I know what the show wants me to see, but I'm not seeing it. Like I, I would like to see the grim determination of a free people to win at all costs. Mm-hmm. And what I see is a poorly staged Renaissance fair <laughs> that's going to go to war with a hard with with like with like hardened killers. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know.
0: I, I really don't see them win, winning this, especially
1: with their dwindling numbers and resources. Right. And because I, I does the, the Walking Dead realize that like you don't win wars by being good and nice. Like you can you can definitely fight for good and nice and, and, and correct and righteous principles, but the actual fighting sure. requires yeah. killing other men and women yeah, to death. Savagery
0: and and, and dirty yeah. fighting. Yeah. And, and like
1: ripping them apart with bullets in painful ways and dehumanizing yeah. ways. Um and I feel like this show is like kind of like I don't know. Selling the hilltop is like they're going to be like elves from Rivendell, just like dancing through, and they're above death. And I don't, I don't know. It kind of rubs me. It kind of it kind of comes across as naive and makes me think that they're going to they're going to lose. And so the other thing is like you're critical of Maggie's decision here,
0: and I'm, and that's what you just voiced is why I'm also critical of Carl's path. Yeah. Um, his his proposed solution to the problem is just to be peaceable and love everyone. Like I, right. I don't see that working in this scenario when you're faced with a villain like Negan. Like so. you,
1: certain like like the, the idea that there'd be like I guess mercy for a guy like Negan is something. I mean, I think it's. But but you're right. The,
0: it has its time and place, and the middle of the battle is not the time or right. place.
1: Right. Like I mean, it's an interesting discussion about what you do with these people after the war because yes. you're right. Being open handed in. Uh, and victory usually seems like if I if I put on my student of history hat on, that's the way to to get peace and stability. Yeah. Uh to try to, you know, put in uh, to, to try to try to not leave them devastated or just round them up and kill them all, but to actually make the, you know, give them a stake in the society that you're trying to build. Mm-hmm. Um but now I, I I don't know. I do think that what we're supposed to understand is that she's going to use this as like a workforce and Mm -hmm. that hopefully that a lot of them will join up with her and they'll be like twice as strong when Negan comes. It's like a battle between essentially evil Jesus and the Christopher Walken impersonator. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think they're articulating that very well because yeah, it does seem like she's just, she's just making a choice at the expense of her people for these other dudes. And where is Jesus in all of this? He's out he's out supply hunting. You're right. Like the, the Jesus two, needs to have
0: a say in this because he's the one who's going to object the most to anything that Maggie's doing.
1: Yeah, no, I feel like that this stuff that's coming from within Maggie doesn't have like a, a real clear logical impetus. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah. that she's wrestling with it or maybe it's her mom instincts kicking in. I I, I don't I don't know. That could I guess that could yeah, be. Yeah, it it seems like she just feels bad about letting these people starve, which Right. I don't know. I don't feel quite as bad as her, right? And, and like, I don't know what their ration is, but a one quarter ration, you cannot, you cannot, you right. cannot fight on that. Like living or dying is one thing, but you certainly can't fight. Sure, on a one on a one quarter ration, very long. Mm. Like the or work or work. You're right. Okay. Like like you know, uh, people will just break down and die. Um, it's it's not it's it's <laughs> yeah, not yeah, I sound mean, policy. Are, is she any...
0: setting up a fucking slave camp, like work camp here? Yeah. Is she setting up, like, Auschwitz-style
1: <laughs> yeah. camps? That's, I that's, mean, that's what the blacksmith is working on. He's working on the gate that says work makes free. Yeah, I mean, so. that's the
0: implication here, right? Is that she is unintentionally think, creating these death labor camps.
1: I think that them getting out to work and exercise and get medical care is more of like a parole system. Like, if you come out and demonstrate your value, maybe it's less of a slave camp and more of a parole system. But, but there's a very fine can, line no, between <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Very fine. That's what I'm saying. Like, they could be exploring some of that stuff that's fundamentally more interesting than whether Henry becomes a killer or not. Because that's the thing. Like, I think there is an even interesting point with what Carl or like Carol and Morgan are are, are talking about. Like, this kid has been raised. Most of his living memories are going to be of the zombie apocalypse and the idea that he's going to be really like there's some I think it's it's scary thinking to say that there's something intrinsic in us that makes like killing objectively wrong and mm. that that's something like that's something that's very very cultural and actually kind of new to human civilization mm. the idea that just you know the idea that death is something that should be avoided at all costs um and they're pretending like a kid that's not raised in society is going to have their same hang-ups i don't think that's true I yeah. think that's something that civilization has to continually fight for if we want to keep civilization. Um, but it's weird; it's almost like the Walking Dead's opinion is it's an inevitable. like like no matter what you do, the humanity it's, it's just irrepressible. It's always going to like yeah, maybe if you wait a couple thousand more years for civilization to reemerge, right. we'll we'll rediscover Jesus and all this other nice stuff. But it's certainly not a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else, or should we get to the the hammer? I'm ready for or it. Or the baseball bat of the episode where Neg- Negan's uh, got, a, he's got a whiteboard and he's teaching basic zombology. Uh, he holds up Lucille. He sticks it inside a zombie and gets it all covered in, uh, in death and slime and says, this is the way forward. I don't have to beat someone to this. I just have to nick them. And they join the other team. And Hilltop's going to understand it's my way or the highway, dead or alive or some kind of shit in between. And that's the episode. Yeah. So... It looks like uh, all of this. There's going to be some biological warfare in the weeks ahead, which I'm excited for. No, no, that's a but cool. That's a that's a legitimately interesting plot thing to be
0: introduced. Sure. The, however, the development of it has been ridiculous. Yes. Right. I mean, this idea that Father Gabriel got covered in guts after many, many, many people have been covered in guts never right. affected adversely. Right. right. Uh, all of a sudden, they they decide, oh shit. We got half a season to figure this out. How are we going to go from zombie guts have no effect other than camouflage to zombie guts are potentially lethal? Right. Well, I don't know. Make one person get sick from it. Yeah. (laughs) But it it's such bullshit the rules are continuously changing on this show
1: yeah i wonder if they're because i got to see the exact implementation of this plan before i like call bullshit on that basis but like again the other thing is like yes this is a cool idea but like what if bear uh, Bear mccreery decides to score it to i mean obviously he's not going to but what is a cinematic equivalent of doing that yeah, because a roll of the dice, half the time, you're going to get the combination of writers and directors that are going to give you the cinematic equivalent of yakety sacks mm-hmm. for this. What should be a horrific last stand of the good of humanity against evil, like yeah, cool concept. I've seen them wreck lots yeah. of cool concepts. Yeah, uh, so we'll see. We will see. Uh, that's the episode. All right. Uh, cool. do, do we have this? Uh, the 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 e the mythical. Uh, email yeah. of the week you've carefully sorted through i can't for gold there, there weren't
0: like a ton of emails which i'm grateful for
1: yeah i noticed that it seemed like the switch like the email switch has been turned off ever since yeah. we've done the which which is fine on this show right <laughs> i'm but the, okay the, with that almost would say that we engineered the situation <laughs> to to get the result we were looking for almost yeah you do definitely almost. still have a chance to have your
0: email read on the show cuz cuz we
1: were we were debating whether we should just do email of the week or we should just play uh Benny Hill music behind the, the feedback section yeah. uh and let nature take its course we decided to you know take the the more direct hand and go to the email of the week I, I will say though that the ratio
0: of emails sent to emails read on the show has not changed much <laughs> <laughs> uh we now read one and get like ten. Yeah, right. Uh whereas before we got a thousand and read a hundred. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So uh you you still have the exact same chance of having your email read. Watching
1: dead at ballmove.com if you'd like to to vie for the coveted email of the week.
0: Yes. Uh given the limited selection, I picked this one, uh which I actually liked. Doug B. Writes in and he's he's got a few paragraphs here so bear with me. Uh, th- that's the other side bonus of this is we can give more attention that's to a right. single email. Let that email breathe. Yeah. All right. He uh, Doug b says I started listening to your podcast while I was in the middle of season five. Started your podcast from the beginning of the series and I listened to you discuss the past episodes while I continued with the series. I was enjoying The Walking Dead at the time and wanted to get more content. Looking back, I think that the end of season four and beginning of season five may have been peak of the series. I thought you both gave good criticism and feedback, but was a little more harsh than I would have been at the time. Then The Walking Dead went on the descent to the garbage that it is now. I had to quit the show at the end of the mid-season finale of season eight. I can't take it anymore. (laughs) I will continue to listen to the podcast as long as you two are willing to put yourselves through watching the show, though I fear for your health. Uh, I came up with this theory sometime uh, while listening to the two of you complain again about the mess this show has become during season eight. Uh, AMC had its first breakout show with Mad Men, which was about a protagonist that should be unlikable since he was such a bad person, but we rooted for him anyway. Right. Then there was Breaking Bad, which was an outstanding show about a protagonist that was unlikable, and he slowly descended with bad decisions until he became the antagonist of the show. AMC has taken it one step further. Instead of doing that to a character, they did it to the show itself. (laughs) The Walking Walking Dead Dead is the villain. The Walking Dead had its flaws to start with, but we were all rooting for it to be successful and good. Mm -hmm. Instead, it has become so bad that we are now rooting against it. The show itself has become the antagonist. This became apparent to me when the comic series went to a whole other level with the introduction of Negan, and the television series went the other way and is now on a level equal to or less than Z Nation. Oh, it's it's way less than Z Nation. I mean, just talking
1: about... Because, like I said... If the average episode of The Walking Dead was, like, last week, that's a watchable show. Oh, yeah. That's a show oh, where yeah. you can have fun and laugh at and, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's so uh, gross and over the top. And every once in a while, like, by accident, they'll get you with an emotional beat or two. Mm-hmm. It, I, I wish, I wish that the dev- devolution of The Walking Dead stopped at that kind of level of quality. Yeah. But, unfortunately, there is no there are no brakes on this train, and there's <laughs> the bridge is out, and we're in free fall. Yep. Uh, in, in conclusion, he
0: says, "So either AMC is brill- brilliantly gone meta on all of us, or they are a bunch <laughs> of people that don't know what they are doing and stumbled onto some great shows that other channels uh, passed on by mere luck." Which of these sounds more plausible?
1: I mean, it's 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 a fact that uh, Mad Men and HBO were essentially projects that everyone else passed on, and a fairly visionary AMC exec decided to like, "Hey, we." Don't want to be America's movie classic channel anymore. We want to get some original content because we've seen the writing on the wall. That's the way this thing is going, and mm-hmm. they they hit, they hit uh, with shows with good pedigrees and and good creators. And they had, and I, I, the other thing is they had it again. They had yeah, Robert Kirkman heading this really award-winning, thoughtful, and stark, bleak zombie apocalypse thing and they had Frank fucking Darabont and his whole crew mm-hmm. to tell a compelling and realistic and emotionally centered story about that. And they didn't want that. They did not right? want that show. That show was too good for them. <laughs> and when Frank came back and said, "Wait, you want me to make 13 episodes with the same budget I made 6?" What the fuck? Mm. the rest is history the rest is history everything else has been brutal and we've seen it in the special effects budgets we've seen it in the quality of writers and directors they bring in this beyond the actual cast which i don't want to give the show credit for because frank darabont cast the original people and you know um i don't know i mean i guess like jeffrey dean morgan was the last inspired piece of casting and he is good like they fucking nailed it that's a negan
0: yeah, and I think the the impression that I got of Jeffrey Dean Morgan early on was one that he is he's moving away from, which I appreciate. Like mm-hmm. that that guy who bops around and you know, the, the flamboyant ridiculous character that he is what? in front of people he's trying to intimidate. Right. Um getting to see the behind the scenes stuff with him and his own people, uh that's been a lot
1: more And compelling. like the the talk with him and Rick over to CB I thought was yeah. excellent yep. too. Yeah. Like, you know, Negan's at his best when he doesn't have to be the, like, ba- like Negan on hydraulics bouncing and right. making, you know, or some kind of shit in between. Kind of, like, when he just leans into that lazy Negan stereotype, he is is not nearly as interesting as when he's fearful or he's, he's mad or he's, you know, or he's actually starting to take a liking to some psychopathic little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, that's what I'm saying, like... I think his theory is exactly right on, and for the life of me, I don't know why The Walking Dead. I don't know why AMC Studios chose to go this path because because it looked like the path to profits. But what if they had a show that eighteen million people were watching? It sure. was also a critical darling.
0: Yeah, and also they were now and they had they had shows begging to come to them to be made. Right, um, and they from, had
1: from highly acclaimed creators. And they had like a ten year plan that was going yeah. to actually lead somewhere and give like you know like 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 build to something. I mean. You know, it's we act like it's a foregone conclusion that no one would take The Walking Dead seriously, but I don't think that a, in, in a world where the biggest show on television is about fucking ice zombies and dragons mm-hmm. uh, and people being raised from the dead and it, like like I, I think that there was definitely room for a very adult zombie show and AMC just choked on it. Yeah, absolutely choked on it. But that's it. Thanks for sending that
0: email, in, Doug B. Uh, and, of course, that's the end of the email section.
1: Yep. Uh, watching dead at BaldMove.com if you would like to send in some more feedback. Uh, someone sent a feedback in last week uh, complaining that we're not doing the spoiler section anymore. Oh, that's twice as much feedback as we do on the show. <laughs> we'll read it next week. No, <laughs> no I just want to say, that, like, I'm not opposed to doing a spoiler section. I just think that after the death of Carl... I don't know, like, like. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you've got a, if you, if you want to have a spoiler email of the week, send it in. I'm just saying, like, we're not getting a lot of people wanting to analyze the difference between the comics and the, because the Venn diagram, like, yes, they are continuing the remix things from the comics, but like the core, what Robert Kirkman has said is the core thrust of the series has been removed mm-hmm. from the TV series. So to me, that would be like covering a Game of Thrones books in the show when in the show they've killed off Daenerys and Jon Snow. Right. Like, right. okay, I don't know how everything's going to end, but like, I assume the song of ice and fire somehow involved these two or them as individuals and now they're dead. Okay. So maybe the books, we can throw them out the window now. Sure. Sure. Uh, the best theory I've heard
0: on that is that Judith is essentially going to take his place after a flash forward. Cause that might put him put Judith somewhere near the age that Carl. Was at. not Carl's exactly? Still supposed to be kind of a little boy, right? In the comics, yeah, right? In the, the graphic novels, so getting Judith up to Carl's age, she might be able to sub in for him somehow. Yeah, um, that's the best but thing I heard about it. But even then, like you, you lose all the baggage of the stuff we've had in previous seasons. Plus, it's just a it's, build th- it. that's
1: a complete capitulation to the viewpoint that. We, you know, Char- Carl was a val- was a was a centerpiece to the story. We just didn't want to pay him. Yeah, he was getting a little uppity, demanding money and wanting to be paid as an adult. What the hell does he think he's eighteen now? Uh-huh. Uh, get rid of him. Like that's that's the thing. Like that's not a that's not a story. That's not a decision made in service of the story and in Is service it- of the universe. That's a, that's a that's a decision that's nakedly about money. It says a lot about my. About this
0: show and just how badly they've screwed it up, that I am actively hoping that Lauren Cohan is going to leave the show, yeah, and leave leave the entire production high and dry, and 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 they will be like, oh fuck, we have filmed. A lot of important stuff with Maggie leading up to the, end of the season. Now we don't have that actress anymore. Uh-huh. What are we going to do? Right. Uh, I, I'm actively hoping for just as much chaos and bullshit well, behind the
1: scenes yeah, Nina as and I, possible. Nina and I talked about that, the fact that like this is starting to leak out in like, people uh-huh. on Instagram and Twitter, the stars She's themselves.
0: She's got a new pilot uh, that I mean, she just filmed But like, here's the silly part.
1: You have been building tracks that make Maggie very politically important to the show as Absolutely. a character. Yeah, And now that her contracts up this took you by surprise and you're gonna have to what hastily lay tracks in some other direction why not just pay the woman yeah you know like gary payton said on instagram just pay the woman you've got the fucking money yeah you know but then they if they do that how many of the old like you know then does andrew come and soak them does uh uh does, does Norman come up and soak 'em? Like they've they've gotta pay they've got a lot of mouths to pay. And like this is something that like a lot yeah. of these shows, like, you know, friends had to thing where it's like all of 'em got all the friends got together and like, you gotta pay all six of us the same or we're all walking. Yeah. Seinfeld did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead's got a million cast members and they, they they can't do that and they didn't have any exit plan, so fuck them, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, that's I agree. That I'm
0: actively hoping it just turns yeah, into like, a like shit show. Yeah, like the fact show. that they've
1: made her as the engine of the show and then the engine's uh-huh. just going to blow up and, like, <laughs> yeah. not even like, like the, she's out of contract now. She's already yeah. been, like, to me, this is funny that people are debating, like, this is something AMC can fix. Like, she's already taking a starring role in another drama. There's no it, fucking that way you're going to get picked up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, the, yeah, it could be a shit show. But, like, right. if that gets picked up, uh, you're not going to get more than an episode or two out of her. Yeah, and you're going to have to pay her so to get that episode or two. Yeah, I hope you guys thought all that stuff through. I hope they didn't. I hope it just goes <laughs> I, up in I a did. flaming Of course rag. they haven't. Of course they haven't. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's it. We'll be back uh, Sunday night for another live watch, and then it all starts up again with the pod, full podcast and Letter of the Week and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow along all that stuff at baldmove.com. Uh, until we see you again, have a good one. I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. Later.